1: So, 7.40 exactly. We just saw this week South Korea's bank, uh, central bank that is, the Bank of Korea, hold the local interest rate at 1.25%. Not exactly a dizzying rate, but far higher than we see in some other countries, including Japan, including uh, Europe. It was 2009 that the Swedish central bank introduced a negative interest rate, Denmark followed suit, the European Central Bank in 2014, the Swiss National Bank, the Bank of Japan earlier this year. But have these moves had the desired effect? The Wall Street Journal reported this week that Denmark, Switzerland and Sweden um, have seen the highest ratio of savings since 1995 when OECD started collecting relevant data. Why would anyone save with such a low or even negative interest rate. Professor Miles Kimball from the Department of Economics and Survey Research Centre of the University of Michigan joins us on the line. Good morning from Seoul. Hi. Um, thanks for joining us. Can, can you uh, begin to answer this? That there had been concerns that people would just hoard money, uh, that there'd be no incentive to save in banking institutions at all. But, but, but part of the issue here, isn't it, is that... Um, this negative interest rate doesn't actually hit consumers.
0: Well, yeah, that certainly uh, uh, makes a difference. I mean, it's only the people who actually see different interest rates who are going to be affected. But they don't have to have actually seen negative interest rates. If they see lower interest rates, it'll make a difference. So, for example, if uh, if there's if you go to negative interest rates uh, in the you know in in the short term safety, Government uh, bill market, you could have a decline in the interest rates people pay for auto loans, and those would still be positive interest rates, but they would have gone down because of the uh, negative interest rates for safer loans.
1: Yeah, so I mean, in theory, that, if you had say a, even just a point two five percent rate, uh, you would think that people would rush out uh, at that moment if they'd been on the fence to to seek a mortgage or, like you said, to take out a car loan or whatever else the case may be. Um, and on the contrary, they'd be working very hard to seek better saving options um, or invest elsewhere. How does uh, this all square with this idea that people are saving more and more in these countries that have well, been experimenting? Are,
0: well, there are a lot of things uh, going on at once. So, what what of the interest rates have a variety of effects, and one of them is to uh, make make some people feel richer and other people to feel less rich. And so, uh, savers are are people who people who have a lot of savings are people who uh, benefit in a in a fairly straightforward way from higher interest rates. Whereas borrowers are paying interest rates, and so are hurt by higher in- in- interest rates. So when you cut interest rates that's going to make borrowers feel better off, so they'll feel like they can spend more, and savers feel worse off, so they feel like they, they want to uh, spend less and save mm-hmm. more. So if you, if you put everything together, the, the borrowers are people who are tend to spend, and so they'll react to the, the interest rates more than the, than the savers. So even though the savers uh, save more because the interest rates have gone down, the the borrower should spend enough more to make up the difference. And so you you really have to make sure not to look at just one side of the equation.
1: Well, again, another way to
0: look at it too. Yeah. uh, uh, Oh, I mean, so that's, that's one, one way of looking at it just in a particular borrower lender relationship, but there's also just the way the national accounts add up, you know, all the, all the saving in the economy and there are kind of three big sources of saving in the economy from households, from uh, the government, you know, many governments run deficits. So that's kind of a a minus in the saving column, but it still makes a difference how big a minus it is. And then you have uh, corporations saving. And so uh, you want to look at all the saving put together and then all the saving put together in the economy has, has to equal uh, what you have in terms of investment, in terms of building factories or designing new software, um, at, plus net exports. So if you have an economic recovery that's led by an increase in net exports and investment, that would very naturally have to lead to an increase in saving. The kind of increase in saving you don't want is when uh, your, your economy is in a slump and somehow the, the consumers just decide to save more because they're worried or something. Mm. If, if if they're saving more as kind of the flip side of businesses investing more and of net exports going up, that's, that's just a reflection of economic recovery. You normally expect to have higher uh, saving if you have an economic recovery led by... Uh, led by more investment and more net exports,
1: but but are we not closer to the slump situation than the uh, rosy outlook that would be uh, associated with positive savings?
0: Well, uh, I mean things <laughs> the things are are getting slightly better in Europe, and and they've been they were even worse in the past than they were, and and the the eurozone would be much doing much better if uh, the european central bank uh, cut interest rates further uh you cut interest rates uh, further you're going to you're going to stimulate investment you're going to stimulate net exports you're 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 going to do a lot to help out the economy if if, if they cut interest rates further and so the main reason the eurozone is doing badly is because they they haven't cut interest rates far enough
1: can I just take a, a quick sidestep here? This whole idea of negative rates, we've, we've seen the Bank of Korea here hold pat at 1.25% but suggest that there is still room to manoeuvre there, but far more conservative. Uh, if we were to see a situation where we dropped and, and were to consider negative rates, this, this idea of letting banks shoulder that burden, what does that do to an economy?
0: Well, I mean, the best way to deal with the the uh, the issue of the banks is to make sure that uh, the the um, banks are financed by stockholders rather than people uh, lending money to the banks. Because people lending money to, to banks get all freaked out when the when you know you, that that's where you can have bankruptcies of banks and everything. But if if banks have uh, a large fraction of the of the fun, of the funds. That they use to lend out coming from stockholders, then they're very robust to different situations. Whether it's a policy change like negative interest rates, or whether it's a, a bad shock to the economy, so this is these, these are some of the some of the efforts that have been done in, the, in after the financial crisis to try to increase the, the often called capital requirements on the banks, but they're really just saying that the banks should be getting. More of their money from stockholders who have signed up to take the hit if things go bad, and and more should be done in that vein. If you have banks that that aren't as robust to begin with, as a very simple way to deal with it, and and that is that uh, that the central banks can effectively uh, subsidize the, the well subsidize the um, private banks in providing zero interest rates to. Small household accounts, which they're likely to do anyway, and that's where they're losing some of their profits. And mm-hmm. then the the private banks can just, get, you know, have negative interest rates on deposits for uh, very large accounts from commercial accounts. They then, to the extent they're losing money, because they give an above market zero interest rate to small households accounts. Uh, I, I I've advocated that that should be effectively subsidized by the central bank, which is pretty easy to do because you can use the central bank can use its interest on reserves formula to do that so that's within the authority of most central banks to to do that
1: interesting um, thank you so much for joining us Professor Kimball. Thank you It's uh, been useful having your insight on the show Miles Kimball from the University of Michigan there. But uh, obviously here in South Korea, as I pointed out, we're not in the territory of going anywhere near negative rates. But it it requires a bit of mental gymnastics to get around that uh, and, and the way that it actually functions in an economy when you move into negative territory and when you move further into negative territory. And you ask yourself, how much... Uh, wiggle room do you have as a central bank um, and then as a government with monetary policy um, if you want to share your thoughts panopshot 1013 for 51 per message our emails open to you as well efm this morning at gmail.com let's now check in with the latest from rio